0: Today on Beyond the Rig, we have a very special guest who's a 21-year Army veteran, and he's up for a pretty special award, a transition to trucking. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's get trucking.
2: This is Beyond the Rig.
1: Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rig. I'm Linda Dominey. This is
0: Will Phipps, your co-host.
1: It's nice to see us back again, I hope. I'm right? glad you're back. Yeah, because I missed the first one. You did the first yeah, one.
0: Yeah, so I kind of gave our guest a kind of little heads up on Uh-oh. where you've been and I hope you and learned something. what did something. you say? I told them exactly what it was that you were in podcast.
1: That was so boot last. Camp. That was so last season. No, it
0: wasn't. You were yeah, gone. That
1: was last season. No,
0: I had to play it off because they were writing emails, letters. Where's Linda? <laughs> and I was having to fight it off. So I hope you've learned something to bring to the table a I little did. more. What
1: I learned is I have a lot of fans, and you do not.
0: Oh, I have some. <laughs> they, they they blast me. They blast me. Somebody asked me why am I doing a podcast. I have no idea. I <laughs> have no so, idea.
1: So, do you know what we're doing today? Because I'm super excited about this one.
0: Well, we have a pretty cool
1: guest. Yeah, we do. And I believe, is this the second uh, driver from night that's in this award? Someone would,
0: someone would fact check me if I said yes. So, I'm going to go with your answer and say yes.
1: Oh, you're is it the afraid. Second? You're afraid no, to stand on going, your own. It's some, okay. It's yes. okay. It's
0: all right. I do not know.
1: That's all right. I got room under my wing. Come on over. you are good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you ready? You ready to... Uh...
0: Let's wing it.
1: All right. So before the show, we, uh, we were talking to the guest, and we determined that he did not want to be... His name is Chris, not Christopher. Yeah, so However, we decided he's got a cooler name, and it's CDS.
0: But he said not to call him that. I know, but we did it anyways.
1: But we did it anyways. So, he is an army veteran for 21 years, which is incredible. Thank him for our serv- for your service. Um and he started out as a heavy machinery diesel tech, which is wonderful because that means he understands the drive the, the 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 mechanics of the truck and now he's driving the truck.
0: But I think you're still in his thunder. We've got to introduce him. Dude,
1: I'm trying to tell you what it's all about. We sold
0: a story on him and we have to welcome him in.
1: All right, welcome him in. Make it happen.
0: Christopher Slinley, welcome to the podcast. I'm sure you're scared from just hearing what we banter about. So
2: Not at all. Hey, I'm, the I'm, floor over is all yours. I'm over here laughing at the two of you. It looks like a badminton game, a little tennis match going on over there. No bad feelings over there, huh? No,
1: no bad feelings. Texas and
2: Tennessee rivalry. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm nowhere close to either one of you. I'm from Minnesota.
1: From Minnesota. Oh, I yeah, that's don't know.
2: That's way hey, up there. Yep. We have a new participant now. Or, or for, the, for those yep. who are from Minnesota, they'd be, they, they be more like Minnesota. Hey, you don't talk oh, like that's Minnesota. Right. Minnesota, don't you know? Yeah, right. that's right. Lena. <laughs> so no, that not is, me. <laughs> so
1: how long have you been out of Minnesota? Because you've lost that accent.
2: Uh, I left when I was eighteen. I say left because I left.
1: <laughs> you left when you were eighteen. I
2: signed. I signed up in the army when I was uh, seventeen. My second second month of, of high school. Yeah. Uh I decided that I was gonna go somewhere else other than school. I don't like school.
1: <laughs> and so the army was sadly it?
2: enough, I don't like school. I I don't like to sit, which I do now, obviously, right? But <laughs> a I was lot. about to say you signed
0: up for a truck driver but don't like But to I get sit. to see. Yeah, you get to see I get to see. I might right? be
2: sitting, but I'm always seeing. Yeah. So I I was never the type to sit behind a desk or a computer. I wanted I wanna do things with my hands. That's what I was ever since I was little I've always done things with my hands. I like to see things come to fruition. Not type things into fruition or what right. have you, but. Um,
1: so so I'd so let's let's just jump right in, <coughs> let's jump right in. So, um, obviously, you were a young kid in Minnesota. How do you say it, Minnesota?
2: Well, if you want to say it like like from people from Minnesota, it's Minnesota. You're totally from Texas. Don't ever <laughs> try to do that again. I well, tried. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I give my family crap about it all the time when <laughs> we're on the phone. Well, let's go get in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Like out here, we have boats, yeah. They say,
0: (laughs) but no lakes. What Arizona don't have lakes?
2: What's Havasu? Yeah, Uh, we have
1: a lake. Havasu, like 150 feet, it's almost gone, it's almost dried up, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) from all that partying out there, (laughs) yeah. But, anyways, so tell us, you've ever had experience with uh, with trucking prior to um, you obviously joining.
2: Yeah, um, my dad drove truck when I was—I mean, ever since I was little, he's always been in a, in a semi. And
1: were you able one, to go out? Oh yeah, on the absolutely. With him? One, of,
2: one of my first times that I can remember it was was him and his Pete, and that's always been his favorite truck was Peterbilt's. But Peterbilt. I can remember being in the Pete running up and down 35 in Minnesota.
1: So you got to ride with him, obviously, um, while he was. And did yep. would you go just over the summer, or did you go for six weeks? You no, go, just, for just month, did weekends, go for just over the weekends
2: usually, or during the week.
1: Oh. Okay. But whenever
2: I was off school, obviously. Yeah,
1: yep. That had to be pretty cool to be oh, a, a little it. kid to climb it. up into that big, giant yep, rake. The
2: steps are bigger than me, and here I am sitting in the seat going like this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the seat that's bouncing? Yep. or Was it Air Ride back then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. pretty cool.
2: Except for when I rode with my grandpa in his dump truck, I had to sit on a milk crate. <laughs> oh. They remove the seat. That, are we allowed to say that? Is that, is that illegal now? I oh, think yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to get a ticket for them. <laughs> they actually
0: still do that in trucks where, like flatbedders, they'll take out the passenger seat just to put a crate of all their gear. Yep. Yeah, they don't want a seat because nobody rides with them. Yep. They call that a
2: dummy seat. Yep. That, and that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, got to a seat. dummy to sit over I was there. Sitting there. Yep. yep. Grandpa said the same thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hold his his his, <clears> his, uh, his lunch, too. <laughs> so it didn't bounce around. So it didn't bounce around. You had a purpose. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: that's that's funny.
2: Yeah, it's, uh I've I've been infatuated with trucks since I was a kid. Like I always seen them going on the road, and I always loved them because I love monster trucks. I love big trucks. I just they're different. They're unique. I like unique things.
1: Back in the day, you could go like. Oh, you still can. I still see
2: kids doing it to me right now, and I still love doing it. And,
1: oh, that's awesome.
2: And of course, in the Kenworth, I actually got one I can pull, so <laughs> yeah, right. which is nice. So I'd,
1: they should always have that to be able to pull because I I think it's so cool when the little kid so That's kids a traditional are, thing. A kid yeah. goes like this, you
2: gotta pull on the you yeah, pull on like the
1: give balls it to pull like the balls yeah. have the train
0: horn right in the center and yeah, it'll give like, you a heart attack.
2: I, I, <laughs> I'm not a fan of those. Yeah, right? You know, I like my I like my K dub.
1: So at age seventeen you signed on with the army yeah. and <clears> I'm assuming you waited until you were 18, you graduate or Yeah and, once and then once I
2: graduated on. um, yeah it was no more than a month and I was off to boot camp in South Carolina. South Carolina. And then the rest is history.
1: Yeah.
2: I've been all over the world, seven different deployments, um, about eight or nine different countries that have been deployed to.
1: What was your favorite location?
2: Germany. That was my first studio station. So here oh, I am, yeah? 18 years old in Germany. And guess what? It's legal to drink in Germany when you're 18 <laughs> as an American soldier. Right. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. They, uh, they nixed that. Yeah. Probably not too long after I left. Maybe it was me. that was the problem. I don't know. You caused oh. them to change. Might so have been long. me. Oh man, was that me that did that? I don't are you, know. No. are you eighty-six <laughs> from Germany, man? Oh no, definitely Hard. not. Definitely not. But I, I, <laughs> I love Germany. It's, it was, it was amazing. The, the scenery, the, the people, everything over there is, is. I love culture. So I mean, it was, yeah, it was well, phenomenal to be, to be a part of it. And then my first unit was the first infantry division, first infantry division, and that's kind of where I base all of my military knowledge too. Because yeah. we got more than just, you're just a guy that turns a wrench. No, you're a soldier too. You're right. going to go take this M249 and you're going to lead our squad down this backwoods road. Right. Whoa, what? You know, I mean, right. so I got it all right there. You know, difference in culture, difference in training. and
1: So you worked on the, um, on the trucks or did you work on the um, jets?
2: No, I was I'm, I'm strictly on wheels. Strictly Anything on that wheels. was ground maintenance. Oh, okay. Yep. So I have to start
0: establishing this picture over here. So anybody listening, so 17, 18, you go into the army boot camp, you get out 21 years. You mentioned your grandfather, your father. So during the military, you you get your CDL to start what road testing
2: equipment. No, I didn't get my CDL till right before um, I retired. Oh, okay. So you
0: got that in the army and where did your love of trucking come in? During the 21 years.
2: Well, like I said, I've always, I've always loved big trucks. I just never thought I would be the one driving. Never them. thought you'd be behind my, the wheel. My one. idea was to keep working on them. Mm-hmm. I want to be the guy that people can depend on, trust on, you know, because someone's loved one is behind that wheel. You know, I should be loving that truck as much as that driver should. And that's kind of what my thought process was as far as being a mechanic. Okay. So I went and got my CDL because that's one of the, you know, you got to hit this, you got to have this. And if you want to be a mechanic on the outside, so I got my CDL, and and right before I uh, retired, my dad passed away. And once he passed away, I decided that I wasn't going to go towards my um, my idea of originally being a mechanic on the outside. I decided I was going to take the CDL, and I'm going to go get behind a semi. and I'm going to go take a truck through 48 states. Because that was the one thing my dad didn't get to finish, was make it through 48 states. He missed Maine.
1: And um, so how many states do you have left?
2: I'm at 46, and I've already been to Maine. And ironically enough, one of the two states I'm missing is where I'm from.
1: Minnesota. I
2: haven't (laughs) haven't driven a semi in Minnesota. I mean, I don't
1: even know what to say to that. You're (laughs) from there.
2: Well, I think it's a good thing because that means that hopefully if it gets planned out right, which I'm already working with my driver manager for, Minnesota will be the last state I make it to. And I'm going to take my 48-state pin and I'm going to put it on my dad's headstone.
1: Oh, that'll be cool. so cool. Where's
2: the last state? Was
0: that? Where's the last state? You said there's two states. Oh, yeah.
2: North Dakota. North, North Dakota. Dakota. North Dakota and Minnesota are my last two states. You're planning on doing that before winter time, right? Oh, I'm going to do yeah. it during winter. It's oh, already winter. Technically, winter? you want there right now. It's already snowing. Right. So, oh, boy, <clears throat> my dad did it. Why can't I? Absolutely. I drove through the winter last year. I can do it again.
1: So, my husband uh, was Air Force, and I've always wanted to live in... It's, it's my not up in um, North Dakota yep. because I wanted to experience what is life like? Like I cannot physically imagine where you open up the front door and it's all snow. Like that's got to be crazy to experience. And so I'd always told him, let's just go once. The problem is if you get there, you're not leaving. You get stuck. And so we didn't want to go <clears throat> because of that. But I would have loved to have been able to see, how do you, how do you live in that? Like, how do you survive in that? Because that's the best part about moving, right? You get to learn so much and you adapt from all the different people and different places. Everybody does it different. And so you get to experience stuff in different states or even countries. Um, So it was, I've always wanted to do it, but we were always afraid of getting stuck. So we never got to go.
2: Best thing is probably do a vacation there so you can get it the raw way, the easy way get snowed so you in <laughs> you don't have to actually be stuck there actually get <laughs> right. snowed in you can get snowed in your hotel instead of snowed in and, and be stuck yeah. with a, a fireplace all winter you know
1: yeah but i, I just can't imagine <clears throat> not going out of your house because you can't get out like do you claw crawl through the tunnel do you make a tunnel i don't know like it's just it's just cra- or you got to plug in your car like that just seems so foreign it's yeah. kind of <laughs> like arizona
0: you can't nobody goes out in the heat
1: who doesn't go out I in the, the people heat? People in my neighborhood they pull a garage door goes
0: up they go in no oh. Different than snow, it's too the hot. Goes or it's down, too they cold. go in the house. Right? No.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh-huh.
0: So I, I have a question for you. So twenty-one years in the army, you held a pretty big title while you were in there.
2: Um. Yes, but no. I don't really consider it a big title. I I retired as a master sergeant.
0: So with that being said, I wanted to ask you, not a whole lot of people that you have to take orders from. You're pretty much the one in charge of a group of people. How, when you get out of the Army into trucking now, it's kind of like you're starting over at ground zero. You're you you're getting your CDL. You're now with a totally different environment, <laughs> having to take, like, instructions after all those years of
2: giving them. How hard was that for you to kind of start over again? It wasn't at all. I was ready. I So there's a lot of responsibilities, obviously, you know, uh, a lot of expectations based off of my rank and, and what – you know, as far as what I was in charge of, responsible for. So I was at the brigade level, which for those who might not be familiar, you have brigade, you have battalion, and you have company level. So in reverse order, brigade would be higher than battalion, battalion's higher than company. And our brigade, we had uh, four battalions. Each battalion had five companies. So each of those companies have their own motor pool or their own shop, so to speak. I'm responsible for all of them, making sure that they get their parts, making sure that they're sending the reports, um, you know, seeing if they need the assistance of of why their part hasn't come in yet or, you know, the normal things that a shop would have to deal with. Right. I'm supposed to be their, their entity to help them, you know, be successful. So being able to let go of all that and start, if you want to say it from the bottom, or start fresh, I was ready for it because two things. One, my phone doesn't go off all the time in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, that was the best thing is I can sleep through the night and my phone isn't isn't saying, "Hey, so where's your so soldier at?" You know, <laughs> hey, Mastermind, where, where's your? Oh man, not again. You know, so that part of it was was refreshing to be able to to let it go. You know, that chapter of my life. Uh, I don't owe the army anything. It doesn't owe me anything. It it was a, a great learning experience. I, I I can I can tell you so many things that that I've been able to be a part of, but to let it all go, close that chapter, and then start fresh was refreshing for me. Um, And then in that aspect also, the other part of it is the best way to be able to do something is to know it from the start. I didn't want to jump in and be, I I never want to jump in and be in charge of everybody. I'd rather know what everybody does first. Who's the best, who's the best boss? The boss that never forgets where they came from. Never forget what, the first person is or the entry level person is and what they're doing. Right. You know, and then how do you, how do you make a business successful is, yeah, you might be the the boss, but what is your junior person doing? What does your junior person need to be successful? Because their success is your success. Correct. So I, I don't mind. I'm, I've loved every minute of, of being where I'm at. And I have a fat, a fabulous team, a great team, the heart terminal, El Paso, Texas, which by the way, you see our fancy shirts, right? Uh huh. If you got it, Knight, Knight brought it. Yeah. El Paso, Texas. Since you said that, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to
0: say this over here. So I did watch a video that you guys shot. And did you see the video? Which one? You know what bugged yeah, me the most one? about the video? Which one? The blinds, where they, he was interviewing him. The blinds were all messed up in there. Oh, so yeah. shout out to <laughs> El Paso. Next time, fix your blinds before you do <laughs> an oh, epic man. video like that. So I knew <laughs> someone was
2: going to say so. I, I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> so I knew funny. someone was going to say so. You're
0: welcome, El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so when you were talking about transitioning, it, 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 it hit me. Um, when... The military members, especially those that have been in for 20 plus years, um, when they transition into what we call the real world, right? Because you go from.
2: We just call it the civilian world.
1: Well, we call it the real world. But (laughs) when you come over to this world, it's different. Right. Because the military, there's regs, there's stuff that you got to do. You open the T.O. and the T.O. says you got to do this, 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 this in this order. Right. And yeah, there's some thought behind it. But you you're literally following the T.O. And if there's a change, then you've got to make that change. But you have you have procedures in place for everything. And then you transvi- transition into the civilian life. And most people would struggle, and because I've seen it. My husband did this. You go into the next one, and, and now you go into where there are rules, but yeah, it's kind of gray. There's, yeah, you don't have to do it. And yeah, you're supposed to do this, but you don't have to do it in that order as long as you get to the final. And that can be a bit um, a bit um tough. However, I've just realized that you went from the military to the DOT where there's still those, you got to do this, you got to do that. You stayed in that. These are the regs and I've got to do this and I've got to go in this order. So that transition had to be pretty pretty simple for you other than having to put on that military uniform although i still see you, in your I, still I, see you in your I still love wearing my pants i still love wearing my
2: pants
0: the one thing you didn't even say about him the the picture i saw of him before was all nice and clean cut and as soon as he was done man he no went,
1: look at his hair oh, he, he still he no, still he went
0: totally sons of anarchy on the beard and stuff man i like it sounds yeah i like There's it not even real
1: bikers Right, <laughs> but look at his hair. His hair's still cut. Look, it's not touching his ears. He's still.
0: But did you want to have that beard while you were serving? Absolutely,
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Did. did you?
2: No. Nah, now, so you look at that transition. That's what nope. I say. Look at him. He's ready. Nope. <laughs> uh, that was that was the first thing I was. Let, I was like, nope. It's it's coming. I'm letting it go. I'm and not... I think
1: most most guys when they get out, um, a lot of them can't let go of the hair. Um, but most of them will grow. Some people hair. don't
2: have a choice. I know. She, uh, <laughs> I just see saying, her kind of looking over. That at like me. a shot. I was yeah. just looking like this. I, I can't even grow it. That was kind of
0: hurtful, Linda. You know, I'll be sure to get you next time you're not he on spit the podcast. That thing. Hey. <laughs> hey, she'll be absent again. I'll get her. <laughs> get out the buff pad. Who <laughs> it does? It's a true statement. <laughs>
1: so, so now we've transitioned. We're now um, into the trucking world, right? Although I do have one more question about the military. Um it, I forgot to ask you. Um what was your when you think back like like I can think oh my gosh this was something that I was epic while I was in the service that I you just can't forget. What what's the most memorable thing that you can think of from your military service?
2: The most positive would be Germany. Germany. Being able to experience Germany to be to be out in a country I've never been to. I'm 18 years old. I don't know my left, my right, basically, you know, to be I mean, I did. Obviously, and you but, just left home. But I straight out of the straight out of the house, straight to boot camp, straight to, hey, you're going over to Germany.
1: You're like, so what? here
2: I am, culture shock, um, out of my element. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I mean, but that's also the benefit of a person who's in the military is they technically and typically are able to adapt gonna, to, almost, have to. Uh, almost anything. I'm going to ask
0: you a more raw question. My I remember my dad went to Germany. I got a picture of him in a, on a tank on the Autobahn. I heard his stories, man. Yeah. She's going to ask you the scripted nice stuff over here, man. I want to hear the craziest thing. You're 18 years old in a, in Germany. <laughs> hey, don't script this, man. I want to hear something <laughs> fun you, over here. You
2: want military side or You want non-military stuff? Uh, <laughs> hey, I want non-military stories. There, di- there is a difference. <laughs> well, they kind of tie together, so... Um, Germany is, it was a blast. Again, 18 years old. I never really partied, never really, you know, I was at the house a lot. I was taking care of my my stuff that I had to take care of, making sure mom was, wasn't mad at me for making sure I did my chores, my room was clean, you know, but 18 years old and you can go out every night of the week.
1: And nobody's telling you different.
2: Can't tell you any different. And all you got to do is be at formation the next morning. There's many times that we would go out, and in Germany, the bars don't close at 2 a.m. The clubs don't close at 2 a.m. The the restaurants don't close at 2 a.m. Well, I, I can't speak for it now, but when I was there. So, me and my friends, we would be... Partying all night. ...Tuesday through Sunday. We were out till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, driving back down the Autobahn, <laughs> you know? And, again, no speed limits either, so... Right. Well, no speed limits, for the most part. But we were... Haul and tail to get back to formation. We run upstairs and we're brushing our teeth, we're shaving our face, we're throwing our PTs on, and back, back downstairs we go. And we're
1: <laughs> and you would have to run. And like then
2: we ran every day. Ugh. Ran every day. But we had a we had a ball. We had a ball. Our, our our platoon sergeant took care of us. As long as we were doing what was expected of us, you know what else can you ask of a of a soldier? Is like if they're doing what's expected of them, they're where they're supposed to be. They're in the right uniform. They're doing what they're they're supposed to be doing. They're accomplishing the mission. Mm
1: -hmm. What's your favorite state? Stateside, what's your favorite place?
2: So,
0: please don't say Texas.
2: Actually, it's not.
0: Okay, thanks.
1: That's because it was nothing
2: against Texas, though, because Texas is probably one of the states that takes the best care of veterans. And there's no state, uh, state taxes either. Oh, so. man, you knew
0: you had to go there. You knew I they mean, Not saw. Tennessee. I'm just saying.
2: Played that I'm, card just against saying. Me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're
1: right. That's okay. But
2: there's also benefits in Texas that veterans get, you know, i.e. if you are 100% disabled, you don't pay taxes on your property.
1: Which is nice. That's so a huge thing. So you could have savings. a
2: very nice home for a very reasonable price. You're not paying uh, property taxes on it. But the state I've loved the most is Colorado followed by Arizona and then Texas. Okay. you ever thought about Tennessee? I don't mean, hey, know. Why would you, you take think care of that? veterans in Tennessee, Tennessee, too. You're right. They do. Yeah. They do. I have friends that live out there. And they don't there. have a state tax, either. I have a friend yeah. that has his own trucking company from out there, too. People sure. are nicer.
1: They don't get crazy. We're welcoming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on where you go, because typically, the smaller cities, people are more welcoming than than the larger cities. So, so? What's, what? so
1: do you live in...
2: Uh, hold on. You can't just ask him that. You got, yeah. you asked the okay, best. Now, ahead. what's the
0: worst? All right. Because I had lots of worst. He's Black always the Worst place ever? Yeah.
1: That you've been stationed.
0: Because I was so excited when I started driving in 98. Like, it was like, oh, I was so excited to see all 48 states, Canada, going into Mexico. And then it got old real quick. And I was like, oh, you're sending me back there.
1: Wait, so you asking him where's the worst place he's ever lived, been stationed no, at, or driven?
0: As a truck driver. Now oh, okay. we're on truck driving. We got okay, his, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, we've got the Germany clubbing side oh, of that, doing cause, everything. Because yeah. definitely
2: the worst state. And there's probably a lot of people that could potentially vote for me later on. That are going to be in this state that I might not get their vote now, but so maybe you should hold. I'm, back. I'm, no, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. There's nothing wrong with with being honest. So, sorry, not sorry, California. Oh yeah, the traffic sta- is I was, atrocious. I was stationed in Barstow. Well, technically, I was stationed for Irwin, but I lived in Barstow. That is probably the worst duty assignment I've been to. It's the worst location I've been to. I I did not enjoy any of my two years there. Nobody and in that, that, that was also when I got Barstow. deployed to Afghanistan too and that was even worse. So we started at the worst and then we got even worse. So Yeah. That's definitely the 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 small point in my life that I was like this ugh, it's, it's got to get better. It's got to get better. <laughs> Second guess everything. <laughs> <laughs> it got better. I like, uh I mean Yeah. I I can't complain to everything that happened after that. So
1: Well, that's a good thing.
2: But if you if you call uh one of my driver managers uh John in the El Paso terminal, he has a video of a probably the most random thing I've ever seen while I was driving I'm I'm in my K-dub and going down going down one of the highways on uh, in California and out of nowhere these two cars come flying by me on the on ramp get on the highway and next thing you know you just see them going like this what I don't know what the hell is going on here wait can we can I say that
1: yeah, you, you're okay. good. <laughs> in circles, our podcast careers. I mean, I, I'm, I don't want to get like, <laughs> <laughs> But
2: they're going back and forth, and I'm, I'm like, what, what, are they, are they playing? Or are they, what's going on? And they all they of a sudden, one of them to... just slams on his brake, goes sideways, right in front of the car. The other car stops. Dude jumps out of his car. I don't know what he has in his hand. I couldn't really tell. And he starts running at the other car. The other car slams it reverse, hauls tail to my right, back towards the on-ramp car comes flying down just narrowly misses it narrowly misses the wall
1: what
2: this is all i mean a matter of probably two minutes from the back and forth to that to it's the craziest thing i i love that that's like a typical tuesday in california that's insane yeah i I, I think it was tuesday actually was it are you
1: speaking from experience he still has the video
0: yeah 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 we were actually going to offer you a dedicated you know to barstow california no thanks (laughs) you know no thanks (laughs)
1: So do but you But
2: I wouldn't have to stay, so maybe it wouldn't be too bad. Right, you get to leave. Oh that's true.
1: That's true. You wouldn't have to stay. So do you do you live in El Paso now?
2: Yes. Yep. Oh. Live in El Paso, been there since twenty sixteen. And the only way that I'll probably leave is if it's to Colorado or maybe in Arizona. We're full. Hey,
1: well yeah, we're hey, full. you picked. hey, you picked I mean, Fort Bliss is a huge base. Yep. Or you don't call it a base. Y'all call it What it a base? You call it base. Yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's humongous. Yeah. yeah, it
2: actually stretches into New Mexico even.
1: Yeah, like I was shocked when we went through there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this thing is massive. Although I will admit, so my um, son-in-law is Army, and every base that we've been to with him, that thing, they're all humongous. Like, I don't think y'all do small bases. They're all huge.
2: No, there's, there's a few small ones. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't. I hadn't seen it yet. Go but, to Fort Wachuca.
1: I haven't been there yet. Sierra Vista, Arizona. Oh well, I mean, Sierra is not very big, <laughs> so the base can't either. AKA Fort,
2: we got you. That's one of those Fort bases where you, you might not get out of there. <laughs> yep.
1: okay. I got out though. You got out. I went to Hawaii. Oh, that would be nice. I
2: definitely got out.
1: Yeah, that would. That's uh, that was a reward.
2: Oh yeah, I spent four years there. It was, it was very wow. refreshing, very refreshing. Yeah, what a rough place to go. You want to talk about? You see the commercials with the beach and the Corona and. Yeah, and or Dos Equis or whatever you want to drink. Maybe it's Bud Light <laughs> every day. Oh, sounds horrible. Real. Every day. Oh, life, a, huh? Oh man, I loved it. Oh, let's I have a it. moment. Yeah, let's have a quick moment to feel sorry. <laughs> for.
1: So you get your CDL, and then you retire from the army, and then <clears throat> what? I went. You,
2: I went straight to trucking.
1: So where? My dad hadn't.
2: I uh, hadn't even actually really retired yet. So. um
1: so you were on everyone terminal? gets like
2: terminal leave yeah. you know if you save it you can terminal leave while i was on terminal leave i was doing some trucking um went and spent time with him and the family over christmas and new years and went back out over the road after we got back and i had known i probably was out for a week and he had passed away
1: so why i mean eventually you found night well i'd, I'd no already possible. been
2: i'd already been driving for night Oh, so, so you so right actually, out
1: of the military, you chose Knight? I was
2: actually still active duty when I started working with Knight. So you
1: went to okay.
0: the CDO school in Texas, correct? Mm-hmm. Fort Bliss, Texas. And and then what was truck the Truck Driving uh, School, Fort Bliss, I think your Texas. story's pretty cool about how you landed at night. I, li- I like hearing that.
2: You want to share? How about how I actually signed on?
0: Yeah, how you actually signed on, because it's a
2: competitive market out there. It is. And <clears throat> kind of going back with the idea of I wanted to start fresh. I had ideas that I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to work my tail off. Um, and I want to be respected. So, every, probably every, every week, one or two um, companies would come in and talk to us. You know, tell us what they offered. You know, the typical spiel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, the El Paso Terminal came in, which was, uh, at the time, it was Ivan and Lydia came in and spoke with us. And the way they spoke to us is what caught my attention. They spoke like they were human. They didn't speak like they were talking from a script. They didn't speak like, here's my selling points. Check, check, check. No, I felt they spoke like, I'm human, you're human. Here's what we have. Here's the reality. Come check us out if you're interested, bottom line. And I did. And the moment I walked into the terminal, I walked in and obviously you can't get in without a badge. So I didn't have a badge at the time. And I no more and got to the door. Someone came open the door for me. Hey, welcome! Come on in. Da 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 da. And I uh, spoke with Ivan. Spoke with Lydia. So you're interested? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And right there, I I sat down on the computer and filled out my application, and the rest is history.
1: Wow. Well,
2: but it was because the, it was because of the way they spoke. They they kept it real, and they actually treat people like humans. And I'm, glad I'm pretty sure that's all night everywhere, but I mean.
0: And I'm glad you're saying that because man, I get on social media and I hear drivers. It's like all the big companies have. They have Facebook. They have all this social media. And all I see constantly is negative. And for you to have like 1.2 million other trucking companies out there to choose from, it's kind of like people land for the the right reasons. You are where you're supposed to be in life. I can tell by talking with you that everything happened with you for a reason. For a reason. And, (laughs) you know, I'm glad that you're kind of giving a shout out to a bigger company, you know, like Knight because there's so much negative, you know, involved with the other major Goliath carriers that to hear your story of where you started, the transition to where you are now, that says a lot, man, because I do have total respect for Ivan, Lydia, Isaac, all the driver managers. And I talk to other terminals all around the country. Okay. And I've worked with the small ones with two trucks all the way up to 15,000 and they're huge, but El Paso, that's kind of the precedence with me on how they treat their drivers and it's being modeled throughout the United States, man. So yeah. you couldn't have picked a better terminal.
2: El Paso terminal with is the, the heart. heart. It's yeah. the heart terminal. Absolutely. That's yeah. yeah. where it all starts.
1: I agree. I agree. That's awesome. That's a great story. That's a great story. I personally have been to <clears> that um, school and talked to the drivers there um, at four bliss. Um, it was great. It's, I, I just, it's a homey. I just feel like it's a homey environment. And I was shocked. It's very
2: it's very down to earth. Yeah. Again, I think that goes back to the just keep it real. Yeah. We're human. It's like
0: being at a cookout. That's why I tell people: you go to some, it's scripted. It feels like it's very just like, oh my gosh! But when you get over here tonight, man, that's what people don't realize. It's laid back. It's like you're sitting at a cookout, just conversing, like what we're doing right now. It's genuine, down to earth people, and that's like what this podcast is for. We get guys and girls that come onto the show, and it helps share the message. I mean, we're not threatening you to say, "Hey, you're going to tell us your story <laughs> over here." I uh, don't
1: know. I did you see what you were doing to him? Yeah, the stick is right there. <laughs> but, yeah. but
2: what happens behind the camera? <laughs> but it is a
0: great <laughs> honor for us to have you come on and share our story. That way, other people—it's not a recruiting effort. This is like genuine
2: stuff that we really appreciate. So well, I'll add something to the recruiting effort. Yeah, you yeah. can't pay me enough to stress me out. Yeah, because so you are an ambassador out you, there on the road. You can't pay man. me enough to stress me out. You. <clears throat> I get asked all the time, why don't you drive for such and such? I won't name any names. But why don't you drive for such and such? They pay this per mile. I'm like, okay, great. They pay that per mile. Is that only loaded? Well, yeah. Okay, well, guess what? I don't have that problem. Do they offer you bonuses? Well, no. You have that problem. I don't. I get bonuses. Right. So if I work harder, I get paid more. Yeah. That's the difference, you know? And, and I... I will never, you, you can't, after being in the military, you can't pay me enough to stress me <clears> out. <throat> I will not take a dollar for stress. No, can't do it. Won't do it.
0: You're a very, very awesome. I of my hair.
1: Yeah, That's awesome. That's why I
2: have my hair. You are a
0: very <laughs> humble guy. tell by talking about your spot where you're supposed to be. And I was going for the ambassador out there. You're kind of up for something special
2: that very few people ever get an opportunity.
1: Yeah, this is oh. exciting. Way, yeah.
2: way special. I'm kind of dumbfounded by how I even landed this Absolutely, but I, I mentioned it earlier. The reason that I'm I have this opportunity, <clears throat> I call it an opportunity. The reason I have this opportunity is because my dad is not here. If he was here, I would not be here, because I probably wouldn't be driving truck. Um, I made the decision that once he passed away, that I was gonna, I want to finish the chapter that he had started. I want to get to all 48 states. I want to own my own truck, and I want to put his now. Uh, obviously, when he passed away, I said I want to put his name on the side of the truck. And then I can close that chapter and say he did accomplish this. Because um, I didn't bring it in with me. and I wish I would have. Uh, I carry his bracelet and his pendant that he hung from his, uh, from his tractor Mirror? as he was driving. Well, we don't have rear mirrors. Yeah. But he hung it from, from the center of the, where his the mic was. And it was never travel fa- uh, faster than your angel can angel fly. Can fly. Yeah. And I have that attached to his bracelet. And that is my pendant that goes with me everywhere. That's
1: cool. Well, and that's it's, awesome. It's
2: outside in the truck right now. So, that's awesome. Um, that's
1: a great story. But I
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have this opportunity if it wasn't for his passing. So I believe, I believe again, like you mentioned earlier, things happen for a reason. You end up where you are for a reason. Um, I believe I'm here because my dad is pushing for this. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was selected as one of three. From what I saw, one of three drivers from night that were uh, put forth in this, in the nomination. Is it
0: just from night or is this a national? It's it's, it's nationwide. Oh, this is nationwide. All truck
2: drivers. I mean, every major trucking company, even you don't even have to be a major trucking company. I was reading on it. You can nominate anybody. It doesn't have to be a major truck. Control.
0: You know how many CD? I'm gonna throw some numbers out here for you now just to say so you should, your head should get big right now because <laughs> no. I, I would. No. If I were you, when I spit these numbers mm. out here for you, you know how many You're active drivers that are out there? <laughs> and for fact checkers out there. Oh, there's fact about checkers. <laughs> three point five million that are drivers that are out there. Active drivers.
2: So you being one of three.
1: Point five million. Yeah,
0: three point five million. Well,
2: first million. I was one of three for night mm-hmm. to be in the original nomination. And then I was in the final, not final, the top 10 is what it was called. Right. So me, I was already, I was already, I felt blessed. I felt proud. I was, I was happy that Knight picked me. And I even asked my, I asked my, my driver manager, my DDM. I even asked Ivan, like, how did, how did I get picked? What did I do? Because I feel like I'm doing my job. And what is this award? What
0: is the award called?
2: Trans, uh, transition trucking award driving for excellence sure. put awesome. on by Fastport Kenworth um, hiring our heroes and I'm sure there's more but I just remember those off the top of my head um, Kenworth is donating a brand new t680 not the new gen the classic oh uh, well, I call it the classic because it's you have two different versions of it out right now but a brand new Kenworth t680 um, here's your title here's your keys go be an entrepreneur go Go forth and do great things. So, and that's where you were talking
0: we're about talk- your dad's name on there. We're talking year. about a, yeah. a one
2: hundred fifty thousand dollars truck, maybe more. I don't know exactly, but you know, free and clear. Here's your title.
1: And now your top three,
2: final three,
1: final three.
2: Yep, they're they it as the final three. So, so out what's of the- everybody that was put together, I made it to the final, <laughs> uh, the top ten. And then they brought us all out. The, t- the last ten of us, they brought us out to Chillicothe, Ohio. I might be saying that wrong. To the um, the Kenworth facility out there, we actually got to tour the plant.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's
2: cool. It is really, really awesome to see what everyone puts forth. Again, everyone has their own little specialty, right? Mm-hmm. And you watch a truck start from absolutely nothing but frame to coming out the other side of the facility as a full-on tractor. And it's, that's cool. It's amazing. It goes through the paint booth, everything, all in one, all in one shot, all down the chain. It was, it was really amazing to see, but. One it's those, gotta
1: be a massive a massive warehouse. Oh, yeah, is it, it
2: is. is. And they get a lot of awards too. They were just they were just given an award here recently too. I don't remember, don't quote me, but it was they had just got awarded recently too after uh we went through the facility. That's awesome. But that's why that's also, why I said your
0: head should be big,
2: man. No, no, no. It should I'm, be. You're
0: no, humble. That's why I say you're too you're no, too I, humble and nice of a guy, I, but absolutely, man. You're I enjoy confident? that.
2: i enjoy that I get to do all this. I enjoy, I everything is an opportunity to me. It's challenges, choices, and opportunities. There's another C I always forget, but <laughs> it's you have a, you have a challenge. You have a choice with that challenge. You can present an opportunity. Maybe the opportunity is the challenge. I don't know, but yeah. I think everything, everything is what you make of it. And just be, be humble about who you are and do your part. So I'm curious so, on the
0: process. Oh, you get selected. Knight says, Hey, we're throwing your name in this hat over here. What What's the process? I'm so curious now to see what's the process. Like, that first step to uh, the interview process. Well, Tell part me. of it was that video
2: that you, you, <laughs> right? that you decided to with the well, El Paso with the blinds. Yeah, you know. but um,
1: who do you know who nominated you? So because it was started there.
2: Um, I don't know if it started one any particular person, but I know the El Paso terminal, all the DDM, uh, the DDM, all the DMs, and the and the terminal manager. So Ivan, Lydia, Isaac, uh, John, Victoria, um, JJ. Harley, I'm missing somebody, and they're going to be mad at me later. Did I, I didn't say Isaac yet? Poor Isaac. Isaac's the one that got to go to the facility with Isaac. me. No, we didn't. Rewind it. I'm sorry, Isaac. <laughs> I think he's picking on me. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, everyone, everyone that was there, from what I was told by Trevor, who is up here now, um, Trevor was part of the, the nomination as well. But
0: yeah, Trevor works a lot with the school out there. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: I actually met him at the truck driving school. He came out and spoke to us about, you know, the opportunities at night, yeah. but um, between him and, and everyone at the El Paso Terminal, he said everyone at the terminal spoke very highly of me, that I was always a team player, that I was always willing to do something to help out. And again, that goes back to me saying, I just thought I was doing what was best. I was doing my job. I was I'm supposed to help. I thought, I think that's the normal thing to do. You think right. you should be helping, right? you know, it's, they might be driver managers and I might be a driver, but collectively we have one responsibility and that's to move the freight. That's to get to the customer. One team. Exactly. And I drive, I drive right now and I deliver family dollar. And here I am in the back of a a van, you know, sliding product down the rollers. And at every stop I go, I try to do the same thing. I try to make them know that I'm here to help them. I'm not here to sling products down and fall off the roller. No, I'm, I'm here to get you your goods and I'm not successful unless You're successful and vice versa. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's always been my 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 philosophy, and I can actually attribute that to being in the military, because wow. I can remember being a, a a junior enlisted soldier first coming in the army, and and some of the leaders I had at the time taught me the best way not to be. <laughs> you can learn from yep, everybody. You can learn from everybody. You can learn from everybody, and and I always had the mentality that I'll never forget where I came from. So, I I just believe that everybody is part of a team, You're, regardless of what the name is on their on their company or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like family dollar isn't a night specific entity, but we right. deliver for them to them, et cetera. Right. And I look at it as I'm now a part of your team or vice versa. So let's be successful together. And that's kind of always been my thing.
1: So now we need to ask all of our listeners. We need to get this blasted all over social media, but we need some help, right? Cause we got to vote.
2: Yep. So on the 28th of October, the link isn't out yet, but on the 20th of October through the 11th of November, which is Veterans Day, which I thought it was kind of, kind of fitting. Oh, yeah. It's a veteran. So you, you spoke about that earlier. What, what, what's the process? So for the nomination, you have to be a veteran. You had to transition into trucking. Real simple. Um, and then your company or someone has to nominate you. Um, that packet goes in. And with that packet, we decided to do a video. That's where the blinds came in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ivan, I'm sorry. It wasn't me. It was him. <laughs> <Hey>. um, <laughs> um, but we decided to do a video also. So it was more personal. It wasn't just a, you know, a paper copy of, let me, I try to understand this person. Let me send in a video too. So we did that. Um, they have a, they have a committee that convenes and goes through all the packets to decide who the top 10 are. And then. The top 10 were selected. Then we did, the 10 of us had to do photos, submit photos because they wanted to use it for uh, publicity and whatnot. And, um, and then we toured the facility. We toured, after we were touring the facility, they named the, the final three. And that was one of the final three named. And now the next step is, of us three that are remaining on the 20th of October through the 11th of November, America has to vote for us. So if, awesome. if... Any one of the three contestants or or um, candidates, I guess I should say, are what you feel should be deserving of owning this brand new Kenworth, then you have to tell us who the winner is. America has to vote.
0: Have you met the other two? Yes, and or you have.
2: And yep, because well, we all did ten of toured. us, all ten of us were in ah, the facility. Did you so.
0: secretly tell them I've got this? Don't be looking <laughs> at my nope, truck. No, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. You
2: know, ironically enough, I spoke to both of them and I said that both of you have amazing. I said it to each of them. But they both have amazing stories. They both have uh, uh, amazing backgrounds, so but you're going to win. I'm gonna any- go ahead
0: and manifest it now and tell you that truck's yours.
2: Um, I got to give a huge shout out to my woman, Iris, because I, I said this to her. If it hadn't been for her and and her ability to kind of piece me and keep me together, mm-hmm. I probably would have disappeared off the map. I had no problem in the back of my mind, I had no problem with disappearing. I have a motorcycle. I have a card. I have money. Bye. I, I was it, it. I was hurt. You know, I didn't know what to do, and I just wanted to free roam. So a huge shout out to her. And through this whole process, she said the same thing: "It's yours. There's a reason. Look at this sign. Look at this sign." And I believe in signs too. Like I, too. there's there's things that are put out in front of you for a reason. It's up to you to see them.
1: Yep.
2: And you know, it's I can't say enough about. About how strong she's been for me to help me. So
1: you got to have a big, uh, a huge uh, support system at home in order to be successful in this career.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So. She deals with it every day.
1: <laughs> Does she get to come out and ride with you in the truck?
2: So we haven't done that yet, but that no? will that will be a thing yep. after you win yeah. the truck.
1: After you win the truck, she's got to take the <laughs> first ride with you, right? Well,
2: well I, actually, that would probably be a thing because, uh, for from what I was from what I'm understanding, is that so on December seventeenth. We all are lined up on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce steps in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. right before the wreath across America. And that's when they're going to say, here's, here's the winner of the, of the Kenworth, and here's your keys. So from my understanding is we can drive off with it that day. And if that's the thing, yes. She'll be with She'll you. be right there in the safe. Passenger seat, <laughs> right? Not the, milk <laughs> Not the belt crate. Not the Not crate. crate. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dummy seat. Right. <laughs> uh. Seat belt no.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: So yes. That'd be that'd And be, that's December be 17th? December 17th is the actual, uh, if you want to call it, award, what Christmas award, award presentation. Yes. I
1: know. Can you imagine? Yeah.
2: And the last Christmas I had was with my dad. So again, there more signs. Time wise and all that stuff. So I'm
1: telling you, we're getting lots of signs here. Yep. That's Maybe. pretty cool.
0: Well, very good. We're gonna do everything in our power here on Beyond the Rig and Night Transportation, man, to help get the votes out there to help make you and your family a success, man. You've given a lot to everybody else,
2: and uh, how fitting it is to be rewarded? It, it would be With nice. That pretty blue. I've n- I've never been in a position like this, so I'm I'm pretty. I'm like right. I try to keep it in. I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing the way that
1: we've done so far. Well, I'm excited for you. I really am, and I can't wait to to hear and yep. see. Um, I'll be watching to to find out. December seventeenth, right? Yep. Or, yeah, December seventeenth. Yep. So we'll stay tuned um, to be able to see you guys standing on the stairs of the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, that'll be so cool. That in itself
2: is cool. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Just, just to stand there is going to be a, a, a neat. Are they going to
1: have all of the trucks there that are carrying the wreaths, or
2: so? Uh, I don't think it'll be the day, or that day that they'll have the trucks out there. I think it's the following day when they do the the full yeah. ceremony. But we get to be, I'm gonna be there for that too.
1: So we have four trucks in there, the um the veterans trucks. We were trying to get the fifth one in, but we'll see.
2: Well, we can put my red one in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We'll put your blue one.
2: Well, that after or yeah, I can swap them out. I can swap yeah, them out. It's gonna be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll use the blue one
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. I've, uh, I've truly enjoyed our time, and I'm, I thank you for, for being 100% honest and sharing your story with us. I appreciate um,
2: you having me. Yeah. Been a good time.
1: And with that, that's a wrap. Well, we got
2: we have to.
1: Yeah, we got a couple little things that we got to finish up with. So first of all, we want you to subscribe to us and follow us on all social media.
0: Anything you can get out there. YouTube.
1: Oh, you want me to continue? Oh,
0: yeah, you're supposed to run with this. Jeez, Facebook. What else? Instagram. Spotify.
1: Spotify. Anything Apple Music. Anything you're subscribed to, you can
0: follow (laughs) Beyond the Rig. Make it happen.
1: See you later. Bye, guys. (laughs) We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 10-10 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.